do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Both the doors open, so there's a breeze blowing through. It's just lovely. And I'm sorry for any of you that are not enjoying a perfect spring day like oh, we are. I mean to tell you, no matter what your version of it is, it doesn't get any better than this. Mm-mm, it's just lovely, lovely. Should I tell them about yesterday? Sure. <laughs> so we had originally planned to come out and do uh, the, record the show yesterday from the porch or from the cottage. And I, for once, got here a tiniest little bit early, and uh, Byron's schedule was so packed that we ended up communicating about 20 minutes later, but that I was already asleep on the porch. <laughs> it was so beautiful. That's what I were, actually want to tell y'all. I couldn't help myself. I just sat down in the rocking chair, and I said, well, I'll wake up when her car door shuts, and <laughs> And we had got our wires crossed, and I thought we were doing a Zoom. And she was sitting down here on the porch, and I was sitting at home. I hadn't brushed my hair, washed my face. I was just sitting there at the computer, just waiting, waiting, waiting for it to show up. And, you, and I was here snoring away on your porch. <laughs> so, it was nice, though. Gosh, I was listening to that murder of crows up there. It was so funny. I I refuse to call them a murder. Why? Because because they're not murderous. They're just a family. They're not murderous unless you start messing with one of their youngins. Well, aren't we all murderous? Yes, yes, actually, yes. (laughs) I just call them families. It's family of crows. crows. Well, there's a family of crows, but I was in my brain. It was a murder. Uh, (laughs) And that's just me. I just don't call them. No. I'm, you've you've had a long relationship with crows, I can tell. I have, and my grandmother had a pet crow when I was little. Um, yeah, I I don't remember it because it died before I was old enough to be too cognizant. Wow! But she had it for years, and it would steal things from people. Nice. <laughs> it would like steal pins, hairpins out of ladies' hair, and steal their jewelry, and yeah. And she'd find them in the keys to the piano. Oh. The piano would be sticking, and she'd go, what is going on? And she'd kind of jigger it around a little bit, and then she'd pull out a necklace. She'd pull out some hairpins. This very piano, too. This piano? Yes, It could have some crow crow offerings in it as we speak. Even as we speak. That's so cool. I love that. Well, I've only had one thing ever brought to me by crow, and it was here. I think it was last winter or winter before last, and it was like the top of a of a 
soda can or something. <laughs> but still, hey, I knew exactly what it was, Aww. and I very much appreciated it. So, but yeah, so I'm I'm was dozing off on the porch yesterday, and I'd hear a crow over in this direction, just caw caw, you know. Then I'd hear a crow over in this other direction, and I heard about five or six different voices of crows, and I realized at some point that it was kind of like sonar, that they were just kind of going, hey, y'all, I'm over here, just letting you know, hey, y'all, here I am, and they seemed calm and happy, and just, they were just living their best crow life, and, <laughs> and it was restful, I loved it. Oh, yeah, how nice. Yeah, those, that's the sound of my childhood. Yeah. To hear yeah. these crows, and and then, then if I heard a little of some airplane, which they don't buzz like that anymore because no, no. they don't have repellers, I don't think. It's like a little two seater. Yeah, <laughs> they had an an airport over at Andrews. Oh yeah, and they don't used they to. Still? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah, and and so we would hear these little old biplanes <laughs> just in the afternoon. You know, mm. that was so nice. Or hear a fan and some crows. That'll put me out, too, real fast. Well, but you just took a nap. Good for you. What can you say? It's better than getting in on the computer and getting paranoid from a bunch of conspiracy theories. Oh, golly, bum! just thought it was safe to go back on social media. <laughs> this morning, it's like, oh, my God, it's Armageddon. Oh, it's World War Three. Is a and you can go ahead and crow this out. <laughs> he needs to be stopped. But it, how does worrying everybody to death about New World War Three help anything? Does it? No. No. I think instead of worrying, people would be better if we just calmly <laughs> explained why it'd be a good idea to get your <laughs> together now. Excuse me, to get your poop in a group now. Right. Crow, crow, crow. <laughs> we use the crows to cover up, cover up our meanness. But everybody knows. Everybody knows. When they hear crows, they can figure out. They, if they could see us, they could read our lips and go, oh, I know what she's saying. Yeah. Oh, I bet uh, they could probably figure it out anyway, most of I think they probably could. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, now, I've just been, yeah, I've, I've been amazed with conspiracy theories lately because I'm not well versed in them. I don't. I don't go to a lot of media outlets that uh, that promulgate. There's your nice big word. Promulgate that information. And somebody put something on on my Facebook page in answer to something I posted, and it was some kind of just BS, 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 or as I like to think of it, uncompostable BS. Because <laughs> BS is good stuff if you can put it in with some strong composting. Anyway, and. And I read it, and I went, oh, all right. And I said, well, what are your sources on this? And she posted some YouTubes. And I said, no, no, I need to know your sources on this. Not, was it on YouTube? Was it on YouTube in, like, 1984? It's from 1984. What is it? What is it? Well, if you just, you need to find your own sources. And I said, I got my own sources, and they ain't saying none of this BS. <laughs> well, you know, I almost think that, you hit on something right there because back when I was a kid, all those many decades ago, many moons ago, it was there were conspiracy theories. We oh, had yes. them, 
We had all kinds of unexplained mysteries. That was a big deal. Mm -hmm. Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> well, we have talked about this before. Spontaneous human combustion. Oh yes. But I'm gonna look up now what Dickens that's in because it's in it's in one of Dickens', in Dickens? books. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, they we we had those theories. We had theories that there were UFOs among us. We had theories that the government was covering up UFOs. But you know, we didn't have any, or or I don't remember is what I should say. I don't remember any conspiracy theories that were directly harmful to other people or a group of other people. They were just kind of vague entertainment. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I'm thinking, I guess, the earliest conspiracy theory that I was aware of, and I was little, but I remember my parents talking about it, was uh, who killed Kennedy. Right. Now, Kennedy died probably before you were even born. 1963, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Or 64. 63. Uh, and I was little, little, little. I was sent home from elementary school because the president had been assassinated. So I was little. Wow. wow. Um, but I remember them talking about it. They talked about it for years because a new theory would come out all the time. Well, it was the FBI. Well, it was the CIA. Mm -hmm. Well, it was communists. Well, it was it was always a new theory about what it was. They it the. The mystery of it is still around. Oh, yes. And every once in a while, something new comes out. The mystery has been solved. Right. But what, how, I mean, <laughs> that was interesting, but it didn't seem like it was downright harmful. No. You know, it was more entertaining. And so somewhere along the way, we went from Bigfoot to... Whatever, whatever. Ness, Things I don't understand. Or the brown mountain lights, which most of us have seen many times. Mm. So we'll go beyond that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we went but, from that. And that so. stuff doesn't, it doesn't hurt anybody because if you believe in it, people may think you're a crank or a loony, but they're not trying to keep you out of church because you believe something they don't believe about Bigfoot. Right. Um, but yeah, now it just feels so mean spirited. Feels manipulated and, and manipulated. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't, I don't really trust any of the theories much. No, me I, either. What I observe, I observe, and really the best answer for it because I was one of those people who hated the mysteries. I wanted to know everything, so I would get <laughs> out there and look for a UFO or look for Bigfoot or whatever, whatever, dive into the software about Kennedy. But with this, I don't want to do any of that. I don't, because I, I understand that there's something going on, and it's so much bigger than me, that I'm probably never going to understand it. So what I do, and best, best example, best answer I've ever seen for that was what you said, circles on the ground. So it's like, I just, okay, there's something going on. Let me dig in and do what I can do here yeah. locally. Did you hear about those people who are renting VRBOs in uh, Ukraine for like 10 or 20 bucks a night so that they can give those people some income? Yes, uh, my my buddy Charlie, who I present presided over his wedding, he was saying last night that he had uh, reserved a vacation spot 
uh, like an Airbnb thing, and I don't remember if it was in Kiev or where was it was, somewhere in the Ukraine, and uh, and he had explained to the person who owned it, he said, oh, I'm not coming, I just want to make sure you have a little extra money, and she was so delighted, and then she said, well, thank you, now, do you mind canceling, so, canceling so I can offer those dates again? <laughs> uh, so I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. yeah. That's so good, though. That's, And yeah. I guess it was Airbnb or VRBO or yeah, something. I, yeah, I don't know. One, one of those. Um, yeah, there's so many just beautiful things that are coming out of this horror and this uh, tragedy. And one of them, uh, my friend Lauren raises draft horses. And she was saying that the people in Poland were, um, were telling there, you know, people in Ukraine that had horses, that they would stable their horses. If you can get the horses here, we'll stable them for you. And then there was somebody who said, if you if you can't get out, we'll bring a trailer and get your horse and get you and bring you out. Wow. So, yeah. And half of that stuff, I don't know if I can believe it or not, because it's like a friend of a friend of my brother-in-law's friend's sister's mother's uncle. <laughs> it's that kind of weird telephone tag thing. But... <laughs> It, it gives me heart, like the story that the captured Russian soldiers, the first thing they did was give them something to eat, and then they let them call their mamas. Mm. And I just thought, if you got to have a war, that's how you need to do it. Now, whether that's really going on or it's propaganda, I don't know, but it, mm. but I filed that away. I, you know what I filed away? that, And I think you were the one who posted it. You know, speaking of conspiracy theories, so for years, or urban legends, let's call this one, for years, everybody has assumed or thought or tried to prove that Stevie Nicks was witch. <laughs> and Stevie Nicks, every time somebody asks her, she goes, well, no, no, I'm not a witch. And, but, and I've always had the feeling that she was just messing with everybody because she dresses, <laughs> dresses like one, and she sings like one, and she dances like one. And so, you know, you know what they say, if it smells like, and it walks like and it talks like probably is but she posted that journaling that she's called it, it was journaling. really beautiful yes and, so and if y'all haven't seen it go look for it oh yeah you, byron's got it up on her page did you put it on weird gals uh no i did not that didn't feel like a weird yeah, gals okay. thing well byron's got it on her page or you can look it up but she was posting a direct message to putin Yes. And, you know, and she was talking about ghosts and what he was going to have to live with. And she, it sure sounded like she was trying to hex. And she were, well, and that little woman that came up to the soldier and said, what are you doing here? And he said, well, we're just doing exercises. And she said, you, you don't belong here. And then she said, here, you should take some sunflower seeds and put them in your pocket. So at least when your dead body's on the ground in this land, you grow something useful. She didn't say like that, but that was the, the, uh, the I study heard of that. it. Oh, yeah. Here, I have some sunflower seeds. So our national flower will bloom from your body. I mean, it's just, it's like a movie. And maybe it is a, a movie. terrible movie. Maybe we don't know. Maybe it is a movie. Who knows? Uh, there's your conspiracy. It's all a movie. It's all a movie. Well, it's all a computer, a digital thing. That's it's all AI. You know I'm going to say that, right? You know it. Because I wonder sometimes. Well, and there's the stuff about that people were changing the street signs so it confused 
confused the soldiers and, and, and what was them it? down. And that they had changed some of the signs that said, uh, F yourself, F yourself again, F yourself all the way back to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't, hadn't actually heard that one either. And there was the uh, island that had, I don't know, like a dozen Ukrainian soldiers on it. And this warship appeared and said, we are a Russian warship. And the answer to them was, F yourself, Russian warship. <laughs> so that is apparently a, a, an action that they often speak of in the Ukraine about effing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a real good sentiment. <laughs> Probably. I, I'd be glad to say that to a lot of the uh, politicians in this country. I can think of a fact. My mom reminded me of you the other day. Something she said. I'm not going to get into it because it was just too much for our <laughs> listeners' delicate ears. But it, it reminded me a lot of you. I know. I, I'm your mother's secret daughter. You, you're, think. yeah, yes, and I wouldn't be surprised either. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just have all that stuff going on. It's crazy. It is. Hey, um, so I've had a, a goddess come to my attention. Since all of this, it's uh, Berhemia. She's the uh, protectress of the home for Ukraine and yeah. of children as well. And so I wonder if there's something that we could advise people to do that might, that might, uh, that are interested in talking with her. Well, I posted a lot about that on my Facebook page last week. And I guess I could tell people that what happened how I got I dove into all this Ukraine stuff is that um, I was listening to the BBC when they announced that the Russians had begun the attack on Ukraine and that's when that prayer came that I've been having I've been updating almost every day as the moon changes yeah but that's when that happened uh, and it just sort of came in you know the way sometimes mm -hmm. words just come in your head and someone had posted a picture of one of the main, I think it's even called Freedom Square in Kiev. And uh, there is this tall statue that's on a tall pillar mm -hmm. that was erected uh, when it became, when Ukraine became a sovereign country in 1991 after the Soviet Union broke up. And on the top of it, the statue is of Berahinya which I think is that how that's pronounced. If not, what well, y'all would tell us. And she is, you know, it is a very orthodox country. Um, and so they don't think of her as a goddess necessarily. They think of her as the spirit. They don't think of her as a goddess necessarily because it is a very, very orthodox country. But they think of her as the spirit of freedom of Ukraine. The same way we have the Statue of Liberty, and not a lot of people would consider Lady Liberty a goddess, but she is the spirit of the United States. How long has she been in their mythology? Do oh, you know? I, you know, I, I had looked that up, but I really don't. I, don't, I can't tell you right offhand. Um, but she is, I'm going I'm to whip through the Wikipedia and I'll be able to tell you maybe a little bit something about her. But it's a beautiful statue, and um, and it has really, it is fired up, 
Yeah, it has fired up um, a lot of the pagan folk here because she is uh, she is a spirit of, of hearth and home and protecting the homeland and mm -hmm. victory. I mean, there's a lot that's attributed to her. And um, the other uh, spirit person like that, how's that, mm -hmm. um, that is very dear to the hearts of Ukrainians, um, two, one is the Archangel Michael. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and, uh, and uh, the Blessed Virgin. So the three of those together really, you know, it's that magical number three. They kind of go rushing in together. Okay, okay. So that does make sense. But now, are for, they primarily but, Catholic? No, they're Orthodox. Okay. They are, they are Orthodox, in fact, I believe they broke from the Russian Orthodox Church, and now they are Ukrainian Orthodox, which is <laughs> slightly different. I mean, you know, for me, it's just another flavor of Christian because because I'm not one. But and, and I used to divide Christians into Catholics and Protestants. And there's just, you know, you're one or the other, aren't you? Well, no. And then there's Orthodox, and then there's Anglo-Catholic, and there's all... Gosh, if y'all are interested in that, you really need to study up on all the different flavors of Christianity. That, that was one of the the first, the prayer to St. Michael was one of the first prayers that you learned in RCIA, the Rites of Christian Initiation for mm -hmm. adults. So it's St. Michael, protect us in battle. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So oh, I had yeah. a funny conversation with somebody today who, who said, well, if you... Uh, if you are missing talking to the fairies, and she sends me some twee little thing about adorable little fairies, and I said, you know what? I never miss talking to them. When I have to deal with them, it is really hard, and they are unpleasant. And she said, oh, well, I always thought they were just sort of, and I said, it's like people think of angels. They think of these sweet little winged beings that are looking over the children and blah, right, blah, yeah. blah. But you remember who guarded the Garden of Eden? Yeah. Four archangels with mm -hmm. flaming swords, and they are, and there was the battle in heaven where archangels, where angels were tossed down, mm -hmm. and they are not twee, adorable little things. Mm -hmm. No more are fairies. That's word to the wise for anybody listening. <laughs> but the real, the real being that I'm deeply connected with in in the Slavic countries is the Baba Yaga, because I did a lot of work with her about six years ago. I remember. And, um, and she's still, I mean, I got mortars and pestles all over this place because I love her so much. Oh. And she is powerful and she is, if, if, you, can be, if you can say that a, a folkloric being is pan-Slavic, she is. So she is not Russian, she's not Ukrainian, she's not Estonian, she's not Belarusian, but she kind of goes through all of that region. I actually and, thought she was Russian. For some well, reason. and isn't that funny yeah. that we think a lot of things that are Russian really are Ukrainian? Like those beautiful decorated Easter eggs that we think of as Russian Easter eggs? Yeah. They're from the Ukraine. Well, they're called Russian eggs. Well, not by the Ukrainians or anybody <laughs> no. who knows. They call, yeah. them, they call them Pesenki eggs. I did not That's know their that. name. So I think when when Ukraine was part of, uh, part of the Soviet Union, it was never part of Russia, but when it was part of the Soviet Union, all that stuff just got absorbed. For us, because Americans 
We're not detail people. We're not. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's just Eastern Europe. You know. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, Eastern Europe isn't just one thing. It's like saying Southeast Asia. Uh-huh. There, there's a gal that I knew, and she was one of my students. And she's a perfectly nice, wealthy person. And I got the feeling that she didn't think very deeply sometimes, which is fine. She was happy. Um, you know, the, she told me one time that she thought of Europe as just blue and gold and strawberry preserves. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. oh, I, that's fine. I guess that's fine. And she said she just had a hell of a time every time she went to the Ritz-Carlton to stay. That's part of the story because she quit staying at the Ritz because the, the Ritz colors are blue and gold, those same blue and gold. And they would serve strawberry preserves in these little blue and gold Ritz Carlton. She said it just it was just too European for me. <laughs> I'm just plainer. I'm more plain than that or something along those lines. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it's blue and gold. Funny. Yeah, blue but it's, it's to your point. Yeah. We're the, just we're, Americans for the most part are just we're completely self focused. And it's, you know, it's all rah-rah, all about America. We're independent. We don't have to depend on nobody to do what we want to do. Yes. And that, that has been to our detriment. It's also incorrect information. <laughs> well, but boy, getting back to conspiracy theories, that, yeah. there you go. The incorrect information is just all over it's the place. It's just flying everywhere. And, and I some just, of it is so crazy. Like, um, I think it was David Cohen, the cartoonist. Yeah. Who had done something about uh, two men standing, maybe it wasn't David, was standing at a urinal and one looked over at the other and said, are you going to drink that? And I was like, what? <laughs> and it was some conspiracy theory and probably had to do with COVID, I'm guessing, about drinking, <laughs> drinking your own urine. And I just, I just lost it. Oh I could not. Well, you can tell I can't stop laughing about it now. So it's like. Well, if somebody, if you hear about it on whatever your trusted news channel is, do you just swallow it hook, line, and sinker? I reckon you do. It depends because if if they're telling me what the traffic is like on 26, <laughs> maybe. Yeah but, yeah, but you can always guess what the traffic's like on 26. Yeah, it sucks. Every time you go there. Forever. Oh, I swear. Y'all remember that if you're trying to come here and buy something. I swear, y'all, no matter where I have to go that's southwest of here, I just get on Hendersonville Road, and I get in the right-hand lane like a little old woman, and I just <laughs> keep driving until I get there. <laughs> because, yes, it's true. I can get wherever that place is in 11 minutes on 26 <laughs> if everybody on 26 has been raptured up to heaven. That's the only way I'm going to get there in 11 minutes. So I just go down Hendersonville Road or Sweden Creek until it dumps into Hendersonville yeah, Road. Yeah, that's what I And I just keep doing like that because otherwise, like I was coming up from Arden the other day, and I made the mistake of getting on Hendersonville Road oh. instead of 26, and there was a wreck. Oh, and somewhere around Turtle Creek, I guess. And so I'm just tootling, doodling, la, 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 here we go, here we go. And traffic has stopped. It has stopped then, and I went, what? Did I accidentally get off 26? I thought yes. I was on Hendersonville Road. And then well, I got up there and, you know, some pair of jackasses had somebody turned in front of somebody else and didn't give them enough warning, as people do on Hendersonville yeah. Road yeah. and everywhere. And so there was 
uh, a white car that was still mostly all four wheels on the tarmac. And then it obviously had gone underneath like a black SUV. Boy. And the black SUV was horizontal across the nose of the oh, white car. Boy. And I thought, well, I imagine everybody got out of there with just bumps and bruises. It wasn't the kind that looked like everybody died. But I thought, what jackass pulled right out in front of somebody else, probably... Probably that person was speeding, probably doing 50, 50, 55 miles an hour. And this person went, well, I'm sure I can beat that car. <laughs> and then and then you hear, and the, the shriek of metal against Ooh, I hate metal. that sound. Ooh, I hate that sound. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've been in it. I've been around it. I hate that sound. No, no, no. No, you know, we wrote, or we've got a song the current residents do called the I-26 Blues. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can find it, I'll put it up. Oh, that'll be good. It's the Asheville I-26 Blues. <laughs> the nice thing about it is kind of therapy for the audience because the the chorus, you know, you do the chorus and then all of a sudden there's a dramatic pause and you point the microphone at somebody and they'll bitch about traffic. <laughs> it's, it's called a turn signal. Stuff like that. Oh, it's hilarious. Well, I think we all bitch about that stuff all the time about, I just, I just want you, if you're going to pull right out in front of me to get your ass out of my way. Yep. So pull out, peel out, and then I want to see you on the horizon in about yeah. 2.7 seconds. That's how I want that to go. I don't want you to pull your ass right out in front of me and I have to slam on my brakes and then you go 10 miles before below the speed limit till you can get up to speed. But you just wait at the intersection until I go through. Right. That's all. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're not in a hurry, then... Obviously not. They can let your car get by anyway. Yeah. We could get started. I know. Well, and that is why the penis shrinking spell was, was developed for all those people. And y'all can guess what that looks like, but it begins with me holding up my hands with my thumb and my forefinger very far apart, and I'm looking dead ahead at whoever just pulled out in front of me. And they're looking at me, because they always do, looking out of in the mirror to see if you're flipping them off. And I'm not flipping them off, and I'm not yelling at them. I've got a big old smile on my face. And my fingers are really far apart, and then I bring them close together, <laughs> close together like that. Smiling, smiling, and then I drop my smile and I snap my fingers like that, <laughs> and they know exactly what I just did. I, I did so, it in front of somebody one time, and I watched him go like that. Yeah, when exactly. I did it, <laughs> I taught that to my dental hygienist one time. She said, "Because I, I mentioned it on social media," and she said, "All right, I I give it. Tell me about it." So I told her what I just said, and she said, "Well, how do you know it works?" And I said. I, I don't know it works, but I'm assuming it works. It does work. <laughs> if, if all it does is is make the person in front of me think again before they pull out in front of somebody, then it works. It's done its it, job. It did its job. Yep. So what you going to do for the rest of the day? You cooking? Um, I am uh, I'm going to go set the mouse trap to catch me some more mice. We've, we've got mice in the house, so I'm uh, trapping them in the little have a heart trap and taking them out. I'm going to go home. I'm going to clear my dining room table. I'm going to make a pot of soup. Ooh, yeah. Uh, uh, my friend Amanda is coming over tomorrow, and we're going to make uh, Motonka dolls. Motonka dolls. Those beautiful Ukrainian folk dolls yeah. 
that have the thread cross mm -hmm. across their faces. We're going to make some of those and do a live stream of that. So oh, nice. I'm going to do that. I'm just trying to kind of get everything together because I've got, uh, I'm, I'm juggling a proposal for one book, so I have to send them some more writing. And I'm working on a book that I've already got a, I've already got a, a contract on. So books are coming. I was just add, asked to do the preface and write a piece for another anthology. So I've got a lot of writing coming. Got and I'm leaving town in about, well, by the time y'all hear it, I'll be leaving town in about 10 days to go to Florida. I forgot. I think that was the end of the month. Oh, no, ma'am. I will be there for St. Patrick's Day. And yes, I'm going to take that beautiful bottle of whiskey yeah. that y'all gave me for my birthday down to Florida. I'll you share it with to. my buddies. You need to. I will. That, you know, Gary helped me pick that out. My Gary. buddy, Gary, that you hear me talk about yes, all the time. Yes, did he really? He has retired, oh. and he is working part-time at the ABC store, just to have something to do. And Good for I, him. Yep. And I walked in there, and I said, I need you to pick out blah, 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 blah. And he's the one who picked it. Because, I, I mean, I don't well, know anything about it. But good for him. And it's not a, it's not one I've tried before, so I think it'll be very, very good. Nice. So, so thank, thank you, you Gary. <laughs> thank you, Gary. I'm going to ask her after we're recording which ABC story it is so I can go in and say, hey. Oh, you should. <laughs> I'm the one you picked that out for. G Gary, Gary knows how I feel about first-time meetings. I, the first time I ever met him face-to-face, -face, I think I've told this story before, but we had been talking on the phone for, I don't know, three or four months. He was my competitor at the hotel. So oh. he, had, he was AGM of a Hampton Inn. I was the AGM of a comfort in they were both pretty new properties and i'd call him every day and get hey so what's your stats and he'd call and get ours mm -hmm. and we became friends back then there was a busy season and a non-busy season yeah 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 it was a slow season so then we made it through the busier season and i will never forget halloween came and i dressed i don't know why but i <laughs> i decided it would be cool to dress up like a gorilla a full monkey suit. Full monkey suit. You are so weird. <laughs> and I just, and um, the gal I worked with was dressed up as a witch. Of and, course. Of course, yes. And for whatever reason, we just thought that was the funniest thing ever. And we went over to the Hampton Inn. And as we were kind of, because I knew he was working there and it was time we met. And we came up to the front desk, and he just lost it. He was laughing. <laughs> and I remember Laura, that was her name, she asked him, she says, excuse me, do you accept pets? <laughs> and he just lost it. Oh, how so, funny. How funny. Yep. Oh, we knew we were destined to be buds. But <laughs> Gary started listening to the podcast when he walks in the park. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so... It's strange. So hey. you'll hear his name and know. Yeah. And girls talking about me again. That weird bound guys. We need to get him to tell us some dirt on some rentals and real estate stuff in this area because he's retired now. Oh. And he can. Yeah. So, Gary, we need to need to sit you down, buddy. Maybe make you some supper one night. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it. He, he'll be here then. Okay. So now you'll get to meet Gary. Good. Dad. <laughs> you know what it takes. Because I love to cook, so that'll work out just will, fine. It will. I wonder if he's ever had real pinto beans. He's from Sewickley, Pennsylvania. 
Um, or Pitt, yeah, Pennsylvania. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, there's places in Pennsylvania I just love. Mm -hmm. And other places I hadn't been to, I bet I love them too. You okay. never know. There's a place called Tiger Deli up there that serves the best breakfast. Mm. That's not a southern breakfast that I've ever yeah. had. And they also serve that Scrabble, which um, is just like grill leftovers. Yeah, I, I kind of like Scrabble. But you know me, I'll, I'll eat anything and I'll oh, like yeah. it pretty much. I mean, for lunch today, I had a bologna sandwich and that wasn't quite enough. So then I microwaved a hot dog and just ate that. <laughs> I didn't put it in a bun. I just ate that. I know you're shrinking. I know. Well, you are too. We are the incredibly shrinking weird mountain gal. The smaller we get, the more powerful we get. I know. It's like vinegar. It's like when you reduce a sauce and it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And stronger. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, y'all well, be good if you can and if you can. Yeah. So we'll join you. Shanana. Maybe egg it on a little bit too. No, we never. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you everybody. Alright, bye y'all. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.